Motown Rundown. Today is Thursday, August 4th. It's been a couple weeks. Ryan Collins, Trent Bailey, it's good to see you both. How are we doing? I'm, I I mean, I'm fantastic. Great, Collins. Collins, you are. I, I, you're I just saw Trent's moving to Nashville. Now I got a place to stay. That's yes. why I, I, I am. <laughs> the big news. We ripped Always. the Band-Aid off. Trent Bailey, post-grad. We have found you a job. Trent has found his forever home. Nash Trent, is off to, Trent is off to Nash Vegas. Trent, first of all, congratulations from us, from your friends here at the Motown Rundown. Fill the people in. What's going on? What are you going to do? Who's going? What's up? Well, thank you. <laughs> and yes, Collins, you and Rabs, of course, have a place to stay at all times. That's and the important thing. Not you getting a yeah. job, me yeah. getting a place to stay. Finally, finally, I have a hookup in Nashville. <laughs> I don't have to pay for a you hotel room. Can, yes. You guys can go to Nashville for a third of the price. Um, I am technically still just freelancing for the Nashville Post, but I'll be doing I, – I, I told Rabs I'm like a plug-and-play sports reporter. That's what is that? I And Collins, Trent texted me, <laughs> and he was like, I'm essentially a plug-and-play sports reporter. And I was like, oh, is plug-and-play sports the company? That's where my brain went. Explain. No, I mean, how does the freelance journalism I mean, work? Trent, I bet you'll do a bunch of high school stuff. Yep. And then do like a t- couple like Titans games, probably Vandy. There's a bunch of stuff. So you'll be well, fine. That's the thing. I mean, Vanderbilt football, not a great program, but it's in the no. SEC. So, you know, that's fun. how does this work? How does their head the coach said they're going to win a national title this year, Trent? That was crazy. I believe him. I believe him. That's my kind of city right there. No Commodores. I do not. Trent, to be honest, I. Yeah, this is how my mind works. I want to go see a game at Vandy's Basketball Arena because it's one of the weirdest places in America. That might be the way you get me to see With the big step up, the big step up onto the court? No, the sidelines and the baseline. Hmm. Yeah, by the way, I I also have to say, I also have to throw in here, full disclosure, Collins, I was not excluding you when I told Rabs about this. I just, because my plan was... No, I just had no idea. No, I know. I know. I just, I'm an overthinker and I feel bad about these things. I told Rabs because I know Rabs loves Nashville. I was planning on telling you tonight, so we're all good. But, uh, yes. Collins doesn't like Nashville. (laughs) I love country. You don't get it. Collins doesn't get it. But, Trent, what? so what, explain to me... Like I'm five. What like freelance journalism? So are you getting paid by like the paper, or like per per yes, piece, dude, or what? what? Yeah, you're still getting paid by the what? paper. You just get you you basically. No, I mean, like per in- paper you write. Yeah, it's like per it's per story. Perhaps so you can were in college and you write papers. That's what you. Well, do. I'm like you. Your piece, your hit piece. Yes, you can perfect. so you could legitimately write. A hundred articles a day and just make bank if you well, find a hundred things. No, about. it has That's to be it, works, it has to be publishable material. But yes, they pay you based on it's like a article to article basis or whatever. And you're an independent. You're like a free agent, but you're just working for them. And then if they yeah, like you work like on a PTO. Yeah, they'll bring you on board. I'm like, I'm, I'm in a tryout right now. I'm in a big tryout. I'm loving it, too, by the way. The people are fantastic. Uh, I'm like two articles in and I'm having a great time. So it's it's a lot of fun. That's nice. And so you're, I can't you're... wait to physically move down in September yep. and, uh, and, and have an office and everything. Get after it. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's awesome. Big things, big moves, but you're still forever a Motown rundown member. Let's make that clear. The oh, podcast yes. is not. I will still What's be called. I'll be at Ford Field week one. I'll be there. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you said it to us pre-show. It's only a seven hour drive. Like that's not, a, <laughs> it's only a seven hour drive. <laughs> yeah. And the lions historically have been worth the travels. 
So what's it called? Makes You're going sense. week one. Are you going to still be here by week one? I'm assuming. No. So you'll be down there. So week one is September going... 11th. So I will be, I'll be down there and I'll probably get settled four or five days. This is insane. A week maybe. And then I'll come right back up. That's crazy. Um, so how many games are you actually planning to? Cause you're an absolute like sociopath. So, so here's the nice thing. I've, <laughs> I've actually, I've thought this through and the whole seven day thing or seven hour thing. The reason that's significant is you can do that in a day. That's not like on, that's not like on they, the lions play at one every time, every Sunday. No, Charlie. no, no. So, so hear Time me difference. out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Yes. Rab. So here's the thing. You get to Nashville on Saturday night and you spend the night in Detroit or in Lansing or even Grand Rapids, whatever you want to do. Then the next day when you're coming back, you leave at four, you get back to Nashville around like 10 local time because you get the extra hours. Yeah, so so you I, can't do it in a day, but you it's a quick, I mean, you can snap it off. Yeah, you can quick. snap it off. Yes, that's a better way to say it. You can snap it off. Yeah, yes. just you can just snap it around real quick. Yes. That's nice. Yeah. No, uh, and to answer the question, honestly, yeah, Brock has a lot of buddies that want to go to games and stuff, so I'll be selling tickets here and there. But I'll be at week one. I'm not missing week one, especially because the Lions look so good in camp. Are those and tickets used already, Trent? For the, for the Do you have the, the seats filled for that game? For week one? Yeah. No, would you like to go? I'm thinking, dude, I, yeah. Is that the 11th is their first game? Yes. It's after you, state plays Akron. Uh, Correct. I think. Yes. You know what? I mean, if it's available, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's like the, I mean, look, I have some juice for the lions this year. Actually. Well, we'll we're going to start the show with that, but do you wait, I, hold I entertain on? It. I I'll let you finish. I have a question about juice. after. <laughs> All right. You like it, the juice. Wait, wait, just ask your juice question now. Yeah, no, but talk he's to not, me about he's juice. To ask, I, he, I interrupt him in the middle of this thing, so go. No, I was I was gonna say, I if if you have not already sold that ticket, I think if there's one game that I'm I would get up to go to is I think the opening game, like there's juice. Who do they play? Philly, or is that the wrong? Eagles? Yep, the Eagles. Yeah, my dad's going to that game. Was one of his I think the Eagles are invited good too, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, they could lose that game. They could no, win that roster, game, but dude, they could Eagles lose Eagles roster is, like, legit loaded, except they don't have a quarterback. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll talk. We'll be in the sky. But that's the thing, Trent. I think, weren't we talking about, like, the Commanders game or something? I want to make that's sure I get two. to the game. That's week two. They go I bang, just bang. can't believe. I cannot believe that you're going to do be doing this traveling for this team. And good for you, man. I, I always admire people, and I try to be like this as much as I can. Seven hours, I definitely wouldn't do it. But I admire the people that are willing to get in the car and just travel and like do it every weekend and not care. So I that's well, yeah. I mean, well, here's the thing: I would like to make a couple state games too. So it's like you know, that yes, you, dude. You I got my tickets again. Together. So and Collins has tickets now. Yes, sir. First time, long time. Not first time, long time. More Crime like squad. Collins. Different. I was packing up all my shit from Gunson, my uh, my house and and El, and I came across the Collins tailgate koozie, and I put it <laughs> I put it in the save pile. I did not throw it yeah, away. Good. So I good. I will at Mine's some point room. show up the old horticulture with my koozie, and I will not need to steal one from Kelly Collins. Thank you very much. Good, good, excellent, good to hear. I think we got to reorder some this year, but um, <laughs> yeah, um, Beautiful. I was gonna say this, Rabs. I, I was going to judge Trent, but I 100% would do this for Michigan State games. 
You really? What? Nice. I, I mean, you also have least... to think about like if the team is not good, like if it's like last year, I'm not going to do that in December. I'm not going to drive from Nashville no, where it's 55 degrees up to. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. But if they're fighting for the division and I got to, you know, we, we, we got an interesting Vikings game. I'm going, of course. What's it called? I mean, you guys know Rob. He has season tickets. He lives in Madison. He's he's playing on going to a couple state games, and it's like if they get dialed in, he'll make it up for more. How far yeah. is that drive? I think it's just as far as Nashville. From yeah, Madison. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did yeah, that drive I mean, one time. Me and Julian. Yeah, you got if they're if they're you have to make the plan. One of the guys that has season tickets in front of me and my buddy that live here, he lives in Chicago, and same thing. He you know he makes it's the plan. Out three games and it's if they're right. dialed then he'll make it for more right 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 so yeah understood i mean understood. Well, I, I, I was gonna it, ask so. you Rabs, you have more juice for michigan state or lions oh michigan state yeah, i actually have a future on them to win the big time i am absolutely just overflow juice i can't Drowning tell in juice. you can't even how speak much so i much like juice. i i just i i they're gonna disappoint me i can already tell but like I don't know. I, seven and a half games is their Vegas total. It's preposterous. Yeah. They're winning eight games at least. You, like you can, I, I'm not going to be go full Homer, but like they're winning eight games. I get the schedule's tough. They're winning eight games. Are I you guys uh, trying to win the Big Ten? Are you guys going to buy an NF Tuck? <laughs> I don't, <laughs> dude. I, I can't. This is just time what a has absolutely, then. time has absolutely passed me by. I don't understand any of it, but what I for charity, dude, at least it's for charity. He's not thing. just like he's not just like a self-absorbed asshole. He's whatever doing he's doing girls club. is working. I am yeah. all for it. Just I think the roster's good. I'm excited to see Peyton Thorne for another year. And they're getting a lot, they're getting some decent preseason love. Like some of their players are getting some decent preseason love. So I got I have way more juice for state. I'll be up there as of right now. The plan is to be up there every Saturday that they have a home game. So I'll be there. Well, yeah, we'll we'll mix it up. So, excellent. But um, on the topic of juice, we can talk about the Lions. We have Lions and Tigers to talk about today. This podcast will get progressively more depressing as time goes on, so we'll make sure to timestamp this. So if you are in a fragile state of mind, you might want to tune out, tune out after the Lions stuff. But we can start with Lions. Training camp is underway in Allen Park. Um, obviously, the big buzz is that uh, Hard Knocks starts, I think, on August 8th or August 9th. I always love watching Hard Knocks, and obviously with the Lions doing it this year, I'm 100% going to be watching. So looking forward to that. I saw the Dan Campbell clip that's been going around about him talking about, like, we're going to tread water and, I don't know, mess you up or something like that. And just We're going to tread speech. water just long enough. I butchered yeah, it already. But it was, something, to, it was great. But I, to I, fucking bear you. I tweeted, I tweeted this, and I don't mean to jump the gun and open this can of worms, but – I tweeted something somewhat tongue in cheek about how like if if Dan Campbell can't win a Super Bowl as the head coach of this team, like I don't the Lions are just simply never winning one in my lifetime. That just I've come to terms with that. Like this guy, Dan Campbell. I, yeah, I just don't I don't know. Are if we add to like Dan that. Campbell's Vince Lombardi? No, but but Colin. <laughs> I love a, Dan Campbell. Let's relax. He is a the things that come out of his mouth are just so perfect from a motivational standpoint. Like, I don't know if you'll ever find another coach that exists in any sport anywhere that guys want to play for more than Dan Campbell. So, obviously, yeah, yeah then you coaching see matters. Plan, it's the Steelers. Right, Tim yep, Boyle. yep, you do. Yes, you do as a head coach factually have to game plan properly. But I was 
I was excited. And I think that seeing that clip was enough to like, this, this, I usually get, I get like, it's like getting like a COVID shot. Like I get the one once a year, they stick me with the needle, the lions, and I just fill up with enough juice to get me going for the beginning of the year. And then inevitably I fall back into the SOL trap and I get bitter, but the, the shot has been had the needles in the arm. I'm ready to go, but lions training camp underway. I don't know how we want to attack this Trent. I mean, you, you're probably more dialed into the lions training camp than any of us of who's looking good. Who's not. I don't take a lot away from training camp. I really don't take a lot away from preseason. I know that there's the hall of fame game tonight that I haven't watched a snap of, even though I said I was excited to watch it. I'm not watching any of it. So I don't have a lot of juice for preseason whatsoever, but um, Hey, I look, I, I do think the roster has gotten better significantly on the offensive side of things. I'm not 100% sold defensively with the lions, but you know, I get another year of Brad Holmes and, and him being at the helm of the draft. And it, it seems like they, they pulled some pieces together and we'll be a bit better for, for me. For me, it's just the schedule guys. Like that's it. Like I think the schedule it couldn't be any easier. So with that being said, I mean, you'd have to think that these guys can pull themselves together and be competent enough to, I mean, I think their win totals, what five and a half, six, six and a half, something like that. Like I, they'll be right around it. They should be. And then, you know, we'll, we'll roll the balls out, but I don't know. I, I'm excited. I'm just excited for football. That's the bottom line. I am excited for it to not be 95 degrees with 110% humidity in this state anymore. I'm excited for the cider mill. I'm excited for flannels. I'm excited for duck boots and Rams, you look good in the flannel. You're a good. You're, you, I know. It's good. I thank you very much. You look I, good in a flannel. Just a you know bigger guy with a beard. That's, that's not what I said. All it takes. That's not what I said. That's all it takes. But I'm excited. Ra- I'm excited Rab to takes a compliment. Back. I let, immediately puts himself down. <laughs> you got it. Never too high, never too low. But I got the juice, Trent. I'm I'm happy to report Good. that I have the Kool Aid is in the system, running its course, and how long it will be here, I don't know. But that's my that's my intro to Lions training camp. Okay, I've got a couple things written down here that I just want to touch on because I think they're somewhat important. Uh, just to remind people, because I think last season, a lot of a lot of what happened last season, people just kind of remember the last six game stretch, you know, the honeymoon stretch, whatever you want to call it, where, you know, after Anthony Lynn start, stopped calling plays and Ben Johnson took it over, all that kind of stuff. And the Lions, you Is know, Ben whatever. Johnson, the O.C., yeah. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what, what Trent means when it's, when he's saying like, yes, remind like, people. like no one, no a, one knows. There's a lot going on here. And like, I think one of the things was like, people kind of forgot how injured the lions were towards the, like, even at the beginning of the year, like you lost Quintez Cephas in week two and he actually had a small injury a couple of days ago, but Aren't I think you say rad now he's going to find. Yeah. Frank rag now, Taylor Becker, <laughs> Quintez Cephas our third receiver. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying like the, these guys, <laughs> are actually back and they're all three guys that Dan Campbell has at least mentioned have like it, their presence has been felt and Penny Sewell has apparently been phenomenal in camp. Hasn't let Hutchinson do anything, which I think says more about Sewell than it does about Hutch. I'm not worried. Um, but like just little things like Malcolm Rodriguez, everyone seems to love this guy at Oklahoma state. He's a ball hawk. Derek Barnes has taken uh, the sophomore jump from Dan Campbell. He's already declared that. Uh, Josh Reynolds. And, and is this guy going to be a difference maker? No, but he's a guy that somehow <laughs> built, funny. he yeah, built no. some rapport with Jared Goff towards the end of the year. So he can be your third guy behind St. Brown and shark. And then, you know, you're, 
The, the, the most devastating news out of camp so far was you're not going to get Jamison Williams back till like November. That's what they're saying. Which is fine, dude. I, no, it I, is. I'm, it's totally fine. Yeah. Remember when tra- people were saying he was going to be back for training camp? Like, well, that's nice, that's, nice take, guys. That's, that's, awesome. that's what he said. There, uh, that's the thing. Like, if you if you let the team handle the decision, that's the right move. Collins is right. So the only other things that I want to mention real quick is in the defensive backfield. Uh, the Lions are apparently really confident in Tracy Walker and Sean Elliott. I like that. I also like my guy, Kirby Joseph, as the third safety. I think he's going to be great as a rookie. It's going to pop. And then the other two things, this one, I, I laughed out loud when I read this. Will Harris is converting to corner. Oh, yeah. I saw this. Allegedly is competing for the second starting corner spot with Jeff Okuda. I think Who's that's absolutely. corner? Will Harris. Yeah. Who is not even an NFL player. So I just, if, if. If I'm going to say this right now, if Will Harris is starting at corner week one, I am out on Jeff Okuda without even watching a snap in 2022, because that just, I, there is no way that Will Harris should be able to beat out Jeff Okuda in, in, in camp. I'm, I'm just going to put that out there. And then the other thing I saw was if Melafanwu went from corner to safety. So they, there's just guys kind of shuffling positions around. I don't know. I'm, I love Aaron Glenn. I don't think we're going to have him here much longer, much past this year, to be honest with you. He already got head coaching interviews this offseason. So I'm just excited to see what AG does with these guys. Those are my biggest things from camp. There's not like a ton of, like Rav said, I don't put a ton of stock into a lot of what happens. But when you read these tidbits and stuff and you're trying to read the tea leaves of what your predictions are for the season, like you got to put some weight into the fact that, you know, a lot of some of these guys are popping off. So that that's that. Collins, you got any thoughts? Um, early in camp, I mean, can't I, I like Rav says, I don't take a ton out of camp. I think the big thing so far out of camp has been like Hutch and Sewell kind of going head to head. I'm looking very, I love hard knocks. I really do. And I'm looking very forward the lot. It's going to be a good season because Dan Campbell's an absolute maniac. He just is. He's just yep. crazy. He's a crazy guy. So it's going to be awesome. Um, I'm just. I think another thing that this is why I hate training camp is they say this every about every single team say oh the quarterback's been in the has been in the room all year he's gonna make such a difference I don't understand from a Lions fan perspective why people have kind of forgot that Jared Goff is like okay and that like people acting like he can like having a super above average season. I just don't see that. Well, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I'll, I'll, I'll answer that. There's been like a, there's been a weird push where it's like, he's not that bad. And I'm like, I agree. I've seen that. Not that bad, but this roster is not that good. So I don't understand what the, like, yeah. I I don't hate golf. He's a good stopgap. Yeah. You play him this year, whatever. And then you go out and you sign a quarterback or you draft one, whatever. But like I don't understand the guys who are like, I I, I want to. I, I this might sound crazy. Like if the Lions win their first three games, yeah, I, I'm gonna buy in. Whatever. Like I all ball like all bars hold whatever. But like if they're gonna be mediocre again, like I'm fine with them going like five and eleven this year because I I I truly think their next step is they're like a quarterback away from having a really good foundation. And I, I don't know. That's like the one thing I hate the the training camp, but this happens everywhere. So this is not like a thing to the Lions. I just hate the whole training camp thing. It's like, oh, the quarterback has been here at 4 a.m. He's studying the playbook well. I'm like, well, it doesn't matter if he's not to throw the ball four yards down the field. Like he, I mean, 
he's not going to push the ball down the field, which his team needs. So I don't know. My, my thing with that and Collins, I do agree with your bottom line. I just want to like look into this as far, cause you're right. There has been this weird sort of like flip with golf where people wanted his head on a stick when he had 16 yards. Yeah, you're right, Trent. You mentioned it earlier. People have this honeymoon phase and they don't remember the first 10 weeks of the year. Yeah. I, and, and that's because last year was just so like the lions were a good team. The second half of the year it was weird. Like after they got there, they were, they went three, three and one in the last seven games. Like if you keep that up all year, you got a chance at a wild card. That's all I'm going to say. But it's like, the thing with golf is I think a lot – I don't really see anyone evaluating golf as, like, a future quarterback. They're just talking about what golf will be able to do and help the team this season. That's kind of – like, I, I don't think anyone has gone the bridge too far of, like, should we extend golf or should we have those conversations? I don't think any of that's going to happen. But what I'm, what I'm just simply saying is the reason that some people have that optimism is because – Last season, after Ben Johnson took over, that's when the three, three, and one stretch happened. That's when his completion percentage went up to 70. That's when his passer rating went up. I think it was like over a hundred. So, like, and, and, and then your receiving core got better. Like Hawkinson's healthy now. Uh, you got you brought in DJ Shark. Obviously, Jameson Williams, take your time, but he'll be back. So, like, there's more stuff to work with for him. And then you still obviously have this run game, this O-line. So, and, and I know you agree with me there, but I'm just saying, I think that's where a lot of the optimism with golf comes. It's like people realize that golf isn't necessarily a strong link on the team. It's more just that if we're able to surround them with some more helpful pieces than you had last year, which let's be honest, like, dude, again, along the lines of people forgetting how much of a train wreck some of last year was, it's like, Remember what was, what was even his fucking Tyrell Williams. Remember that? Yeah, that guy was signed to be, <laughs> yeah. your, to be your number one. He played a half. He played a half. He got concussed in the first half of week one and never came back in, in, to the Lions. So I, that's all I'm saying. I think golf, the optimism around golf has a lot to do with how the team's gotten better. And then just Ben Johnson calling plays. At least that's how I see it. I don't know. I'm sure there are some psychopaths out there who do want to extend golf. And, and you do see the occasional golf jersey at Ford Field, which I think is preposterous. But, hey, like it's Rab said. It's a very funny jersey, to be honest. Like, like Rab said, we can get into record predictions like next week or two weeks or, or you know, the day before the season. I don't care. But I'm just going to say the schedule is favorable. I think the Lions have the third weakest in the whole league. And for a team that's re, that's trying to ascend out of the rebuild here, you could be in a lot worse quarterback situations than Jared Goff. And we don't no, have I'm to, not saying and that. I know you, I, I know, yeah. I know you're not saying that either. I'm just to the people that to the people that are like the other extreme, I guess is what I'm saying. Cause there is like this weird flip with him right now. And it's, it's odd, but well, that's, but, that's like every training camp. I shouldn't have brought yeah. that up because that's every team. Well, no, you're right though. It's like this weird that. propaganda, like love story. And it's stupid because then you, you, you roll the balls out and you know, the guy has, He's mediocre. Yeah. He I, just checks I, I it down you. on third and eight for a three-yard gain. Check down Charlie. But, hey, positive vibes. Positive. I believe in you, yeah. Jared. We're going to yeah, beat the Eagles will. week one. We're going to punch him in the mouth. We're going to bite a kneecap off. <laughs> we're we're going to tread water just as long as it takes to bury it. Yes, that's what it was. That was that, that's a strong quote. That's a strong quote. I can't believe you said if, he, if Dan Campbell's not the guy, then they're – well, I do. I obviously was a very tongue-in-cheek comment, but I was just saying, I I don't know if anyone else on the planet can motivate. Like, how, how? I mean, the guy's doing down ups during training camp. Like, I yeah, I he's love a it. psychopath. 
Dude, I don't, apparently yeah, there was but, a there was a Lions staffer who had to do the uptowns today with like the team for whatever reason. I don't know what happened, and he ended up throwing up in a trash can. <laughs> and I know, I know, Kyle. Dude, I would say too. psychopath. I know, I know. You don't mean it's like psychopath in a negative way, but no, no. It's it's more so just he he is such a player's coach, and I just think that's important at the professional level. And look, like I, it's hard. It's hard for me to. Like I take, I've taken other coaches a lot more seriously in the Lions tenure, like Matt Patricia. Okay. Here's a guy that knows the game that you in theory is going to take your team to the next level. And he was embarrassing. So for me, it's like, Oh, Dan Campbell. Like I'm still in that phase of like, it's adorable. He fires me up. He cares. And so they're going to be bad again this year, but I'm still, I'm not going to want to jump ship and be like, that's the thing. That's the difference between the Matt Patricia and and Bob Quinn era to this era is like, Hey, I know they're going to be bad and that's okay. And I'm not going to jump ship because I still believe that these guys care and that they want to be here and that they want to make a difference. So it's all good in the hood, man. It's all good. I have, I have no complaints as of right now. I'm just trying to be realistic but it's like the michael scott like i am ready to, to be hurt again like that's just kind of how the lions are i'm ready to go through it once again do you guys have any like hard knock hard knocks predictions like who's gonna be like the low-key guy oh, that they're they gonna love? get i know they're gonna have a ton of clips of hutch like after practice like the jj watt when he was out there by himself like hit like, when the texans did if theirs. there's a video of hutch sitting fort minor i'm gonna be so far out on this guy <laughs> Like there was on JJ Watt. Yeah, yeah, that was brutal. It's a great song though. It's an all-time song. Um, I think you're, yeah, you're gonna see a lot of Hutch, uh, a lot of Hutch like after practice. I don't know. I think the spotlight will be on golf a lot. Jamal Williams will get the spotlight a lot too. I, that's what I'm trying to think. I'm thinking Williams will have like a whole lot, not a whole episode, but he'll be like a constant. Well, he guy. literally like follows the camera, so yeah, he'll he'll love. Yeah, him. I'm trying Maybe to think Jason Cabinda, sneaky because Cabinda was on the one with uh, the Raiders, I think, right when he was a linebacker. And I think he's still with the Lions, and he's he's moved the fullback, so maybe they bring yeah, he's that storyline back. He's still in the Lions. He was the one guy they showed during Dan Campbell's speech. Was with like, his eyes, yeah, yeah. he was bugging out. Yeah, he was loving it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for I, I again. I just love Hard Knocks, and it's cool to be able like when the when the Red Wings had their 24 seven road to the winner. That was classic, the best, right? dude. Phenomenal. So Babcock was nuts. So was Randy Carlisle. Yeah, two yeah two all time like not not. Nice play, uh, Phil. <laughs> not very well liked coaches in the in the league from the player standpoint. But um, all right, do we have anything else on the Lions? Or I, I want to say that? one more thing. I want to say one go more thing. It. And again, we can give all of our predictions later sometime. To go along with the last thing Rab said about how like the Lions could stink this year and still be in on Campbell and 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 uh, Holmes solely because you believe in these guys. I just want to expand on that for a quick second. Because they were given five-year deals, six-year deals, whatever it was. So this is a long-term vision. This is Sheila's first hire um, or pair of hires, I guess. So what I want, because this is the last time we're going to speak to people until probably the first episode of Hard Knocks. Next time we talk, we're going to be recapping the first episode of Hard Knocks. So here's the deal. I want to implore Lions fans, please, even the craziest ones like me, to please remain somewhat calm and realistic about this team. We have to stay patient 
with this regime. If they start 0-1, it is not the end of the world. If they start... I don't think anyone's going to think that except you. (laughs) Here's the thing, though, Collins. Like, when you get as much love as they've gotten, you know this. We've never gotten this much coverage or or love ever. So this is what I'm saying. Like, people are going to overreact to everything because they already are with this team. So I'm just saying, if the team... and, and I'm not saying this is going to happen. If the team only wins six games this year, I think that's still a successful season given that you doubled your win total from last year. And then year three, you can start looking at, you know, flirting with double digit wins, get that nine, you know, nine, 10 win mark. Like that's to me, that's a realistic expectation. If the lions win another three games this year, I'm going to be, you know, pissed off, but that goes without saying. I, th- I think they're going to win around seven or eight. We'll do our predictions like some other time. I just want everyone to stay grounded here. Stay patient with this regime because the blueprint is not to go three 13 and one and then turn around and win the division. That's not like that doesn't happen. So I just want everyone to be now it can happen, you know, don't stop believing, but I just don't want people to be like unrealistic with this team solely because of the love it's getting. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. We still, we still need to coddle this team. It is still, it is still a baby. It still is yeah, growing. Baby steps, baby steps. It's still, you know, earning its, earning its stripes. Is that, it's, is, is that earning the, its pinstripes? It's earning its pinstripes. There you go. Yep. That's all I got. One pride. Awesome. All right. Well, let's get sad with it. Let's talk tigers. Um, I don't think that we did a whole lot as far as tigers, potential trade pieces, before the deadline, I know we had met, we had mentioned some names that are probably going to get brought up, um, but I guess we can open with the trade deadline. And then Trent made a good point when we were talking pre-show of like, there, there is nothing more to discuss about the Tigers that they don't already make known themselves with their play on the field. And I, I don't think that there's been a single positive article written about this team all season. So this might be the last time with look, they got a what a month and a half left of baseball. Over though, Rabs. <laughs> they got they got a month and a half left of baseball or whatever it may be. And, and granted, like I'm I'm sure we'll find ourselves talking ourselves right back into the same spot next week or or, or whatever. Um, but I, I think that we can do I there's a lot that I'd like to get out on the table that I, so I can at least you know do my grieving and then sleep at night and we can move on to a different sport. Um, but let's, let's start with, let's start with the trade deadline. Um, only two pieces get moved from the tigers, which was, I guess, a surprise for a lot of people. And I want to just get the trades on the table first, and then we can dissect them and then talk about if we thought they did enough too much, whatever. So first trade, which is look, this, the, the, this was the best thing that has happened in the team this season. Robbie Grossman, I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> Alavila, it's almost worth Alavila almost deserves to keep his job for one more season because of the fact that he traded Robbie Grossman for an active, living, breathing human being that is, yeah, that is I was real. gonna say and it's you, not ma- a made up thing. He should have been DFA'd two months ago. So yeah, well, yeah. And I was look again with me being just overreaction and passionate and, and over the top. I would have agreed with you on that. I understand why they didn't do it, and it probably didn't make a lot of sense to. But nonetheless, um, he goes to the Atlanta Braves for Chris Anglin. Uh, Chris Anglin is a pitcher that is currently in the PCL League for the Tigers, so he's not even in A ball or whatever. So he's—I think he was drafted in 2021. Um, 
really nothing that jumps off the page at you stats wise. I'm looking at the, the in 2022 so far between the two teams he's played for. I'm assuming this is the PCL Tigers if he's even played a if he's even thrown a pitch for that team or whoever else he was playing for with the Atlanta organization. He's got a four and six record, four six four ERA. Um, what else does he have here? 52.1 innings pitched, um, 239 batting average, opponent's batting average, 56 strikeouts, 26 walks. So whatever those numbers mean to you, great. The bottom line is this is just a human being that came back to the system to get Robbie Grossman off of your roster. And the breakdown for me is really simple. I loathed watching Robbie Grossman and what he represented of just a useless, absolutely nothing, meaningless player that was taking up time from younger players in this outfield. That's just not so, – uh, you, you said this last year when he was probably the third or second best player on the team. So, Well, again, it all – We're not going to be – at this point, you're right. This year he was useless. Continue. Yeah, it just it Sorry. just came down again. It came down to the principle of it could have been anyone. And yes, he had a good year last year. It was a career year, and he fooled everyone thinking they were going to do it again this year. I saw right through it. Credit to me. But it was taking up time <laughs> from other guys that could that could have been playing. And now he's gone, so we don't have to talk about him. Chris Anglin. If Chris Anglin throws one pitch for the Tigers at, at, at the MLB level, I will buy his jersey. How about that? That's the that's the promise I make to you right now. If you ever see Chris Anglin pitch for the Tigers in a real game and in the regular season, I will buy his jersey. That is my promise to you, Chris Anglin. You can book that one. Um, next trade, which I as as time went on, coming close to the deadline, uh, Michael Fulmer's name had popped up as as you know someone that is probably going to end up getting moved from the Tigers. He is a free agent after this season, um, but he goes goes to the Minnesota Twins. For Sawyer Gibson Long, uh, who is pitching in Double A right now, I didn't exactly see where he got assigned to. I assume he's in Erie. Um, but in in 2022, for him so far this year, um, just looking at whatever again, whatever team he was playing with, the Double A affiliate for the Minnesota Twins, um, eight and six record, four two three ERA, eighty seven point one innings pitched, um, eighty seven strikeouts and nineteen walks on a 236 opponents average. Um, so, and I guess this is, Oh, Chris Anglin too, by the way, I was reading something that um, Chris Fetter was re- trying to recruit him at when he, at U of M. So I guess, I don't know. I'm sure, you know, Fetter clearly liked something that he saw on him. I was like, Hey, we might as well get Robbie Grossman away for this guy versus a new uh, fresh dozen baseball. So, but anyway, back to Sawyer Gibson long. Um, This is obviously the more controversial of the two trades, just because I know you probably have the camp of like, well, who is this guy? He doesn't seem to have anything that jumps off the page at you from a number standpoint at 24 years old as a guy that plays in double a ball. Um, So I I get that. Trust me, I do. And it's it's a it's a really hard thing for me to judge because I've gone back and forth on this philosophy of, well, if you know you're not going to bring a guy back and re-sign him, you might as well get something for him than nothing. And I, for whatever reason, have this weird attachment to Michael Fulmer as like this last lingering piece of nostalgia of when Tigers baseball was good. And, you know, it did not not to cut you off, Rabs. It it did feel like that. Cause I, I remember like my earliest memories of Michael Fulmer were like streaming him on foxsportsdetroit.com in high school. Like, 
like on yeah, my like, like on my school laptop while my teacher's talking about the you know the nervous system i'm like watching <laughs> michael fulmer strike guys out in the first yeah thick the beard it, when he still had hair on Rookie top of, of the year it was great yeah and, and so that was like the last piece of nostalgia from like a like oh remember when tigers baseball was somewhat good and you know, Michael Fulmer was a, a real piece for this team. And so it's, it sucks. I think it was also kind of a slap in the face to me as a fan that I had to watch the videos of him walking across the walking through the tunnel to the twins clubhouse. Cause the Tigers were playing in Minnesota when the trade went down, not as bad as Christian Velasquez or whoever, whatever the catcher for the Red Sox who got traded mid interview during batting practice and had to walk over <laughs> and go dress with the Astros. So that's a whatever, but yeah, I don't know. Look, it, it's, I, I see both sides of it there is that part of me that's just like hey you have two months of the season left if this is the only return somehow you were going to get for Michael Fulmer which I guess sure if you want to talk Tigers relievers that had value I don't think Michael Fulmer was necessarily high on the list of value but I do think that there is something there for him that you who knows what the market was I just like to think that Sawyer Gibson Long you couldn't have done better than this guy but nonetheless he gets moved. And yeah, there's that part of me that's like, it's sad because a lot of people love Michael Fulmer. I like Michael Fulmer a lot. You see the Fulmer jerseys at the ballpark. And just again, that last clinging to whatever the Tigers used to be. And, and now he's gone. And, and was Michael Fulmer someone that you were going to bring back next year? I don't know. I don't know if he has any, if he had any interest in being a tiger beyond this year because of where the team is at. He could have been like, F this, I'm out. He could have been like, you know what? I'll stick around. I like being here, whatever. So you get something for a guy that you might possibly, probably were going to lose in free agency next year. So fine. It is what it is, but but I I guess I'll I'll turn it over to you guys now. And I I just want to ask the question of, do you have any thoughts? Well, I don't think that either of you guys are going to have some overwhelming thoughts on either of these trades specifically, but I, I want to hear what your thought process is as far as, do you think that they did enough? Do you think that they should have done more? Were there other guys that you should have, that you think should have been moved? Do you think that the return they got on either of these guys was so astronomically bad? How about this, Rams? I don't care. It? I don't care. I literally don't care because wow. I think Al, because I don't trust Alavila to bring anyone back anyways. He's never fucking done it one time. So <laughs> yep. I don't care that we held on to a Greg Soto or uh, who else were we even shopping? Dude, Chafin, if they, if they, Chafin, Chafin. If they I don't care Struble. that we held on to Andrew Chafin. Yeah, Scooble maybe. If they were, when Scooble came out with 70 pitches and I was yeah, watching yeah. the game, I yeah. literally had a fucking heart attack. I did. I was like, I'm, go- wait, hold on. Are you drinking a vitamin water, Rebs? Yes. No free ads. <laughs> Thank you, 50 Cent. Yuck. That's fine. I don't know. That's not a big deal. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. Sorry. That threw me off. I haven't seen someone drink a vitamin water in years. No, sorry. There you go. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Um, uh, no, I, I wasn't trying to if be they were I, just don't I legit would have had a heart attack. I don't know what I would do. When they were talking, I I get trade soda, trade chafing, whatever. You legit, like, I get, like, Scooble hasn't been like this dominant, dominant guy. He's shown flashes of a guy who could possibly be dominant. But I was like, if they trade Scooble, you're just like, we're rebuilding again. I was like, what, what is going on? I was I, like, if Avila's given the ability to trade a future, maybe cornerstone, I would have legit, I don't know what I would have done. 
I might have started rooting for a new team. Yeah, Cowboys. I don't know what I would have done. He's one of your what, like four young guys that you actually kind of do he's have. Legit, I, I, yeah. He's probably their best, like, pro. I like, say what you want to say about Torque and Green. I think they're going to be really good eventually. I think Struble has the most value on this team because he's shown it at the big league level a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. I, I also want to throw this out there. I am now starting to get a little nervous because we're in this territory. Now I am starting to get a little nervous that, that Chris Illich actually is about to show that he really doesn't care and not fire him. I, 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 I don't well, know. He's I, gone. He's dude, gone. I would love to think so. I am. They I, didn't I am let him too, do anything. He would have done more if he thought he had a job. That's Collins. That's a good point that you bring up. And I, I'm glad that you mentioned that because there is that school of thought that he's, they would, they would have let him do more if, if he was going to be here beyond this year. Then I don't get why they don't can him because today was the, what was it? The 11th anniversary of Dave Dombrowski's fight, not the 11th. It's the seventh or eighth anniversary of Dave Dombrowski's firing. So I don't know why they don't can him. Get rid of him. This is what I'm saying. It's 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 making me nervous. It makes no sense to hold on him. I think after the when is the waiver like the because they traded JV after the technical trade deadline? Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think it's like in a month. They'll probably fire him after that. Dude, I just don't get like the, the there's no re, there's no reason to hang. No, on there's no right reason now. to have him. You're no, right. and I yeah, and if, thank you, Counts, for bringing up the like waiver thing because I didn't even know that existed. So maybe yeah, that is the I, reason. That's right. But I just I don't I like dude. It's if you're weird. Not gonna, and, like, if you are not go, like, I would trust Ramon Santiago to choose who goes up ooh. and down in in the farm system. And I'm not saying he want I want him as the GM. I'm just saying for the rest of the season he can choose who gets you know sent down and brought up or whatever because the team's playing for nothing. So I just don't Let's go get, pay Theo. Come on, give him. Ownership. I would love it. I would love it. They're so, not okay. going. I, he's he's yeah, got a pretty. There's no chance, dude. He's he's there's no interest in coming to this city. I get it. But okay, so as far as the trade deadline is concerned, what what do you make of the moves that were made? Is it solely just okay? They didn't they didn't Avila didn't do much, so they probably told him like, hey man, let's let let's take your foot off the like take your foot off the red button there, Al. You don't have much control for long. Because to me, here here's like to me what it looks like because as you said collins i trading scooble to me would have been like i, I they're going I, full I rebuild said, again. I, I was gonna say kms but i'm not gonna say that on a podcast but i i like i don't know what i would do right but but so so what do these moves mean to you because to me it's like okay grossman gets like thank god like grossman gets moved I, I don't know if is if he's a free agent this this offseason yeah, or he not. Is. Okay, so like yeah. so you, so you trade two guys that that A are not going to want to come back next year or B you don't think that you have a chance to sign over over other teams. So like that's that's fine to me and I think that you have Chafin for another year. I think you still have Soto for a couple more years under team control. So I'm I'm fine with that from an X's and O or from like looking at it from like a paper trail standpoint of okay, two free agent future free agents fine I like it, so at least like I feel like they are confident with where they're going direction wise as far as players because they didn't completely tear it down with like trading Scooble for example, but that begs the question of like do you guys think that this roster is headed in the right direction? Like, do you, do you, are you still 
confident that the the pieces they have in place here in different areas are are capable of of making this team into something because for me and not to jump the gun right over i know i keep asking you guys for your input as i just keep talking no give it but do it. but for me like that answer to me is no i i'm not confident so in what they have i i just i i just think to me it comes down to the fact that i I do not care for the way that AJ Hinch manages this lineup, and and, and Collins is going to get all worked up. And you got both of you guys because <laughs> all I've all I've wanted to see, and it, it's just it, under my if Cody opinion, it's two hundred at bat. No, 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 no. It's it's of my opinion that when teams are rebuilding in any sport. And A, whether you want to look at it as you're trying to be bad to acquire more assets or to, to get a higher draft pick, or B, just we're trying to develop a young core of talent, I think that you have to lean into your team being bad by letting younger guys play. And I get baseball is a different tricky sport that, you know, guys that are batting 200 in AAA ball shouldn't be forced to stand at the plate at the MLB level and take swings because they're young. I get it. But where I think that this team went wrong is these historical signings of your guys, like your Mercers and your Harrisons and your Mazaras and your Grossmans and your Scopes to the point, to the point where now we are seven years into this thing. And you guys can say all you want about, Oh, I've, I've seen enough. I know. I would tell, I don't know what you have in Cody Clemens. I don't know what you have in Daz Cameron. I don't know what you have in Akil Badu because these guys have been sitting around for so long waiting Akeel to Badu play. And, and like the Derek, Derek Hill is another Dude, prime example. Recently? Yes, Collins, but it's his second year in the league. It, it's it, like, that's the thing, dude. I, and I get it. He's been. He's been dreadful, but like Derek Hill is another guy for me that I think last year should have been playing every day for this team and not sitting hurt. behind other guys. What and, have, and, yeah, and correct. He is it, it. Derek Hill is one of those guys that at the plate when he's healthy, he's like the, the hitting's not all there and he never can seem to stay healthy. So that's a problem. But to me, is a guy that you took in the first round is one of your last remaining bats in this organization that you've tried to develop. Don't you think El Avila would want to hang his head on something of like, Hey Derek, go out and play because you DFA another guy that you can add to the list of not only just draft picks, that the Tigers just couldn't develop and couldn't move on, but first round picks that you've wasted. So I just think that the whole I don't think so. Not yet. So maybe he gets to stick around, but I, again, my school of thought with the rebuild is just let your younger guys play and see what you have, because now you're going to have to spend an extra year. Like, okay, so you've thinned the outfield out a little bit, which is great. Fine. Thank you. And you still don't have Austin Meadows, but now it's like, okay, so it, like, where does Cody Clemens fit if you're going to give him a chance? He Granted, he's fit. a walking out. I, I understand, but this is something that we could have been looking at instead of, a, and it comes back to my whole point of, are you that much worse with Cody Clemens playing every day at second than Jonathan Scope? And the answer is factually no. And I, so there, now- There's a difference, Re- Rebs. There's a difference between, are you factually that much worse and better? Or th- than the fact that Cody Clemens is f- going to be the future second baseman. I know he's not going to be the future second baseman on a good major league team. I know that. 
there's a difference between, yeah, Jonathan starts batting 200. There's a lot of guys who could do that in AAA ball who could bat 200. And Storbs actually played really good defensively this year, which is weird. It is weird because he's historically not a great defensive such a baseman. Um, he's been atrocious at the plate. And it, you could put Clemens. And you're right about that. But I test, like, I don't need to see Cody Clemens hit this many at-bats as I know. I, I And I think the organization knows that he's not the guy. I get what you're saying, Ravs, but I also think a lot of these guys yet that act like you have not gotten a chance have gotten a lot of playing time. And we've had this argument a lot, and I'm not going to like lose my mind about it, but um, there's a few guys who I, I, I've tore, I've sort of come to your side, Ravs, where like, I, I would like to see Daz Cameron get a little bit more play, a little bit more at-bats. He's backed up with a big club now. Um, Akil Badu, a guy who was awesome last year, who's having a bad year this year. Yeah, I'll give him time. That's fine. But like, I knew what Derek Hill was. He had great speed, great defensive player, could not stay healthy, didn't hit for power, and was an older prospect. I th- I believe he's like 26. I mean, he was yeah, drafted and, in yes, 2013. Yes. He, uh, yes, was older. Yes. So, uh, uh, like, you know he could be a nice little, like, rotational piece. I think it kind of goes back on you. Like, don't you want to see guys who, like, and I'm with you. Victor Reyes, I, there's a lot of things with Victor Reyes I've not liked how they've handled. There's been a lot of things going on with him. Injuries. Um, Last year was a really weird year, really weird year for him because he got off to a really bad start because he was not, like, he didn't play in spring training, like, at all last year. So, I, I mean, a lot of these young guys, there's a lot of stories like, but at the end of the day, when you talk about this outfield and Grossman and you're talking about Clemens at second, I think we already know what the outfield's going to be. It's going to be green and center. It's going to be Meadows and right or whatever. And it's probably going to be Badoo. I think they're going to try Badoo for a little <laughs> well, bit longer. Badoo or Daz or Reyes or Willie Castro. Cause that's yeah. They just so, have to like, play Willie in the outfield. Whatever. I, I, I Yeah. But I, I get what you're saying, Ravs. It's just, I'm still in the camp that, and I stand by this, and I, I hate to sound like an Al Avila apologist or a Tigers apologist. I, can't, I, I, I just see them next year competing at a higher level. And I looked at this division as it stands right now. And I, I, I'm sorry, Javi Baez, what is he betting now? 220? Yeah, 221. He's getting up there. He leads the league in errors. No, he, I mean, he made two errors tonight. Did you see those errors he made tonight? I did. Unacceptable. The second one, awful. The first one, like, hey, tough flight. Second one, awful. But um, I love people, too, who, like, hey, let's go sign Torea. He's an opt-out. I'm like, shut up. Shut up. I'm not doing that. Yeah. But um, I just – this pitching staff has been so decimated and I don't, and that's not been their problem, which is crazy to think about. I just, there's a lot of there. They've been so bad this year, but there's major league talent on this roster. Like also Meadows hit 25 home runs last year and was a productive player for the, like their waters in the finest level next year. And I'm not, you're in the first year with Erod. You're in the first year with Javi, like, I want to see it play out a little bit more next year. Like first month of April, they could get off to another start like this. Then I'm full, full panic mode. 
because this year we are very optimistic. Yes. And stuff like, and I, I, to be honest, I am in panic mode right now a little bit, but I'm not like, I don't want to eject. Like there's people like we'll trade Javi right now. We'll trade eat. Like I'm not opposed to trading Javi, but like, I also, I, I'm not completely out on the fact where it's like, a guy just got paid. He has lacking a motivation. Like this happens. Like you saw this with Lindor for the Mets, and he's kind of picking. And I, I, and I think Lindor's a lot better. He's obviously a lot better of a player than Javi Baez. I'm just saying. I, yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. Alex, I get your point. I get your point. Yeah, I, and I, you so no with the Snyder scene because I don't know. You get but that's I. I appreciate you know. I appreciate your side of things because you you are I appreciate your optimism because you are saying I, I'm not us, even optimistic, Rabs. I'm just saying it can't be worse than this year. That worse that is play. true, and that that's the one thing I wanted to throw yeah, in there. Yeah, it can't be worse. Like, I'm not a sports psychologist, and I'm also not going to defend Alavila at all because, like Colin said, when you say these things, it sounds like you're getting on your high horse for Alavila. I'm not just because of seven years, bar none. He doesn't get any help from me. He gets no sympathy whatsoever. But I will say this: when your team, when how many starting pitchers has this team had now? Sixteen. Yeah, some. How many times has Austin Meadow gotten vertigo? Twice. How many? (laughs) Like. I, it's it's unbelievable, you know. Like Riley Green, your number one guy, half the juice for the season gets hurt coming in. Uh, Jake Jake Rogers, who was supposed to be your you know your young catcher, play. They said so, he was supposed to play this year. I don't know. I'm just I, I the point I'm making is and, and Casey Mize is another one. Like that's supposed to be a guy. He's a one one guy. He was supposed to kind of show something this year. Of course, he gets hurt. Matt Manning just got back and looked all hey, right, though, but he's done. But the thing, the, the the problem is, like, it can't, like you said, Collins, in my opinion, it can't get worse than that next year. That's all That's all I'm saying. And I, the reason I brought up the sports psychology side of it is when you play 162 games and you get off to the start that the Tigers did when there were expectations. It's not like this was two, three years ago. There were expectations. We're not rolling out Jacoby Jones and Christian Stewart every day anymore. Hey, so, hey, I like Jacoby Jones. I, I did too. Was, remember when he got <laughs> I tried to give mouth? Christian Stewart a chance too for a while. Yeah, Stewie. He was supposed that's to be known that, for that's his That's a tough look at his Tigers fans. <laughs> My point is just that like I think I think the vibe, whatever you want to call it, the mojo in the in the clubhouse hasn't been great all year. And I don't know if I point the finger I actually, at pitch. I don't know if I just pointed at bad luck because guys are getting hurt in the most bizarre ways. And then we got Erod over here who won't talk to the team because he's having issues with his wife. So I, there's just so it's so bizarre what has happened to the Tigers this year. And it can't be worse. Collins. I agree. No, it can't. I, and I talked in circles there, but to be honest, I know what Ravs is probably going to say. Cause I, I'm, I'm very certain that Alvila won't be with the team next year. There, I, I just see no scenario where that happens. So you don't you don't GM see any is, you don't see a scenario where like Chris Illich doesn't care because I see that. I to be honest, Chris I, Illich has given zero zero percent like faith try, that he cares. Was, I think the Detroit Tigers are the second most popular team in the city and a very big sports city and a team that I think actually people care about. So I think if he didn't do that, it would be an outrage and it would be a pro. Like I think this is it. I love the Pistons, but like this isn't like the Pistons or the Wings where I think they have a smaller fan base where 
they uh, they're so outraged and so, like people wanted Ken Holland gone for about how many years, Rabs? Like uh, like a handful of years. If yeah, like, there were like yeah. And, and I Wings fans are rabid. I just think just a little bit smaller. I think the Tigers fan base is a little bit more broad. Like if they brought Avila back, I don't know what would happen. Like this is, it's a uh, like I don't know. I think he's gone. I I find it very hard. My question is, I guess I do too. I'm just starting to get nervous. That's all I'm saying. Because yeah. now, now it's time to get nervous about that kind of thing because you only have a month and a half left in the season, and now it's like it's just a ticking time bomb. Like, is he going to make it through the season? Or are they going to fire him tomorrow? I don't know. I, I, the question I was going to ask, though, they fire him. Is Hinch back? I don't know if Hinch is back, which, I, to be honest, I like Hinch. I like a lot of things Hinch does. But guess what? They fucking suck, and they've sucked the last two years Last year was a positive year for Hinch. I think he did a really nice job with this team with not a lot of great talent. And then he's made a lot of nice hires. Chris Fetter has been fantastic yes. as your pitching The coach. only reason why this team is somewhat bare. Yeah, he's been I, – I, what he's done with the bullpen has been unbelievable. It's amazing. Yeah, Collins, that's but a I, very interesting thing. I think we should shelve like, it. Like, is Hinch the- back? I, I don't know. And at the same time, I don't know if I should care because guess what? Yeah, I don't feel strongly one way or another on it, to yeah. be honest. And it's going to be interesting because it sounds like Mickey might retire after this year. I think he's yeah. 100% gone. I'm he's glad gone. you brought that up because I would have forgot. Yeah, yes. so that's like $35 yeah. million off the books. So I, I it, it makes this offseason a little bit more interesting if that happens. I'm interested because, I, I, to be honest, Mickey says, oh, I don't feel very good. Guess what? $43 million. <laughs> like that, yeah. that makes you feel on top good, of the so. bit bits cash yeah so i think he's gonna try everything in his power to play next year so i, I mean we'll see but like it sounds like he, like like physically he's done he he so, looks bad too he he's over the last month something is so he's like, fighting for his life man so i give him credit I, I, this offseason regard like they fire avila they make another hire it's gonna be interesting if Avila, I mean, if Mickey's contract's off the books, it makes the things a lot more interesting because they're what is it? What how much would he make next year? Is it 43? I don't 45? even know. It's a, a lot. lot of money. It's not, yeah. And I'm yeah. not saying the Tigers are gonna go spend it, but now you have like legit cap flexibility. So it, it, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Well, so I guess to kind of touch on a couple of things that were discussed. Number one, as far as Chris Illich is concerned. I don't not my gripe is not necessarily so much with him and not caring. I just think he's in a position to where he he hired Al Avila to do this job and is just trying to let it play its course. Because as as we said at the beginning of this year that we were all on board with, okay, the rebuild is over. Let's try and win. And now that you have made that declaration and have seen what the year has been. And granted, I I did want to touch on this real quick. Yes, the starting pitching has been decimated. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't. And I, I they don't hit. They don't hit. I hate the bailout of like, well, you have. You're right because it's that's not the problem with this team. Right. You, I, I I just hate that bailout of like, well, yeah, it sucks for the from the standpoint of you want to know what you have in Casey Mize. You don't have Spencer Turnbull. You want to know what you have in Tarek Skubal, who's now a little bit banged up, but like Matt Manning's missed time. Fiedo was decent for a bit. Now he's, I, I get it. I get it. And it's part of the story. It's fucking irrelevant because it doesn't matter what the pitching does. If the team scores zero to two runs every single game, 
So beyond that, we've made the declaration that the rebuild is over and we were all bought. We were all sold up the river on that, which is fine. And now you've seen what has come to fruition and scope has taken a step back. Candy's taken a step back. Javi Baez has been for lack of a better term, a disaster defensively, even though he makes some unbelievable plays, he leads the league in errors. He's almost for a long time. He was a walking strikeout. Your one, one pick in Spencer Torkelson did not look good at all this year. And, you know, Riley Green's got a negative war. He's the least of my worries, by the way. But just all these things, I liked what I've seen. All these things have compounded to where you're like, okay, Al, you you said the rebuild's over. This is what you have to show for. So what do you want Chris Illich to say in a press conference? Oh, yeah, you know, the team's been terrible this year and Al's done a terrible job. I don't want him to say, hey, we're making progress in the middle of the year. He said that like a month ago. I know, and I don't I don't know if I necessarily believe that he's like that delusional that he thinks that the team has made some unbelievable progress. My only thing is if you're gonna get rid of Avila, he should he should not have been allowed to be with this team during the trade deadline. And that was my biggest thing. Like if you're if you're if you know that you're gonna get rid of him after this year. I just think it would it was foolish to let him and who knows you could have you could have made the same more or less trades and have moved more or less pieces at the deadline if it was someone else than Avila but if you know that you're you you did that and said hey Al let's take it easy here we want to get rid of the the pending free agents because we're going to get rid of you at the end of this year that to me I think is foolish and and you, you know you cut the cut the umbilical cord a little bit earlier for me please I could see Al Avila stepping down or resigning at the end of this year. I think they're for whatever reason, because Al's been around the organization for a long time. That's what they'll try to do back to my whole, like what this whole theme of this has been with the roster. I, I just truly like, I look at guys like Willie Castro and Harold Castro as these two positionless players. And I got to listen to Craig Monroe every single game. Tell me how, they look at Willie Castro as this super utility player who can play every position. I got news for you. If you can play six positions, can you really play one well? Because my answer to you is no. Has you he have played nowhere... in the infield like once this year? He, he, yeah, he plays second base and third base this year and shortstop. He's played yeah, but like, has he, like, I feel like the last, what, two months, he's not really gotten time there. I think he played in the infield like within this last week. But but yes, he's they, they primarily try to make him – an outfielder, which again, the, the, the Craig Monroe, he's looking back. So, so he doesn't have a position. Harold Castro also doesn't have a position. Harold Castro is a real hitter guys. He is, he's and and maybe he's not launching the ball 450 out of the ballpark. He's a real hitter that gets on base. So to me, I think that's your future second baseman, by the way, Harold. Yeah. Well, it's just, and this is, this is where I'm, I'm going to be just talking in circles. Just please bear with me, but this is where it comes back to AJ Hinch and his philosophy of like this almost positionless baseball. I just don't buy it. And I, I can't stand it. And we're the only team that does it. And that's and just really, not, that's, that's where you're wrong, dude. That's just who, who, who dude, who shuffles the lineup? like this team every single every person who is analytically which is all a baseball everyone does this rabs dude not like the tigers do because we're shit that's why well that's a that's part of the problem but i understand that yeah and and guess what hinch is a part of the problem too he is saying that i i I, I, that's what i'm saying rabs i've been a hinch defender 
I think the interesting part of this offseason is I think the Miggy thing is starting to become a thing where it's like he might be done after this year. Yeah. Like they, it, it sounds like he could be done. And Hinch, I don't know if Hinch is back if Avila's gone. And I like Hinch. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind if they kept him. I like the staff he put into place. It's up the hitting coach, Kubal, can kick rocks. But um who I mean, who knows what a hitting coach actually does at the big league level TBH though. I I, I mean I I mean Feder seems to be doing great on the pitching side. I love I'm just that saying, you said TBH. What? I said I love that you just said TBH. A like for a TBH. Yeah, like for a TBH. <laughs> LMS for a TBH. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I mean we talking we just every time we talk about the Tigers we talk in circles. I just yeah, but you just gotta you gotta kind of try to process it. And I hey I, I know I there's. They've broken my brain so much because I love the Tigers and I love baseball. And Collins, they, you were fired up more than either. They single-handedly ruined my summer. <laughs> this summer is stunk because of the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, I, I mean, don't I, get me wrong. I mean, Rabs and I were all in too. We were drinking the Kool Aid. We were we were having a great time. You were as excited as I've ever seen. When you they made that Meadows deal, I was like, they can win. They can win a wild card spot. Yeah. And the thing that sucks the most is this division sucks again. Yeah. Yep. And this it's been unpredictable as, as hell. You know, that's like the uh, twins are going to win the division just because I, the white Sox, if they actually find an actual real manager, I think they'll figure it out and they'll be the class of this division for the next couple of years. But this year, like if we were competent, this would be like, what well, I think the Indians are like two, the guardians are like two or three games over 500 and they're like two games back. Like this division's a joke. Again, the and we're not even in the mix. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. I look back to my uh, this whole cast thing. Sorry. No, no, no. The just the, the point being is just I have a hard time. If you're gonna try to sell me that Willie Castro and even Harold are like these two super utility guys, okay, then they shouldn't be play. Like I, I, I don't like. You need to find other pieces then. If that's the case, like, I'm fine. Dude, I am so fine if Willie Castro and Harold Castro are two guys that come off the bench and play once or twice a week to fill in and come off the bench and pinch hit. I think that's awesome. But as of right now, it's like I just want to ask A.J. Hinch, like, do you really think Willie Castro is your guy to play right field, left field every other day going forward? Because the answer should be no. He's not good. To, this team makes so many mistakes def- like the, defensively. And I just – anyone so that bad. just thinks that we just, like, make fun of this team, I implore you to watch the Padres or the Mets or the Yankees and or the the Astros and how this team they play defensively they don't make mistakes they make routine plays they throw guys out on the bases they they run it's real baseball and it's awesome to watch this Tigers team whether it's Baez throwing routine throws in the dirt or Willie Castro misjudging balls, it's every single game they have at least one bad news bears moment. And and that's where I am just not sold that the roster is as close to being as competitive as we thought. And yeah, Collins, you're right. Clemens is probably not the answer at second. Daz Cameron, something's got to give next year or else his, that experiment's over. Akil Badu's got one more year, or that experiment's over. Victor Reyes is a fine guy to come off the bench to play in the outfield, but 
just all these, like there's so, we shouldn't be here in year seven with so many question marks, like candy. What's the deal? Like how much more time are we supposed to give candy? Like he's been terrible. Tucker Barnhart's been a fucking disaster. Like what zero home runs, nine RBIs and how many games. And yeah, Oh, he's great defensively. He's a whatever. Great. Fine. But there are just so many question marks and, and I I'm so sick and tired of the every single day when I get the alert on my phone of the lineup, I have this like mini heart attack of like, what does it look like today? Oh, Eric Haas is batting fourth. Great. Awesome. Like I, it just, I don't, I don't know. They don't have any identity. There's the direction is unclear. Do they want to rebuild or do they think, because I just don't have the confidence that this team is going to be a competitive team next year with what you have in place right now. And that's where we can disagree. We can agree to disagree. And if that's the case, then maybe you're saying, okay, Rabs, then what do you do? Do you blow it up? I don't know, guys, maybe because Javi Baez, I love him. I defend him all the time because he makes a million great plays in the field. Yeah, he was, he could have been an MVP one year. He's been a disaster. He's been an absolute disaster. You, you almost can't play, like you have to play him at short, but you almost can't. He leads the league in errors for a team that has, hasn't had a real shortstop in forever. And Candelario's not a good third baseman. And now he can't hit. So I, I just, and you don't have anything in the, in the pipeline, which is why I'm like, so fr- like, if you're going to trade Fulmer and Grossman, can you get bats? Can you get guys that swing a bat just to see, maybe you, know you get lucky. I, I kind of forgot to bring this up. So I'm glad you said it, Rabs. And I won't spend much time on it, but holy shit. When you, yeah. Like, uh, can we trade for one bat, one position? Just, one, player? just it's to always, see. It's always RHP. LHP. Yeah. And then I look at the it's age. Crazy. They're like 25 years old. Oh, that's great. It's crazy. But, but that look, I, again, I, I know it's just talking in circles at this point. I, my final parting words here before I say one piece on Meggie, this, this organization is a disaster and it's from the GM to the scouting department I, I do not care for the way that AJ Hinch manages this team. And maybe it's like, I, I got to get over the analytics thing. I don't care for the way the team is managed to even, even like all the injuries we have that it's like Matt Manning has to stop his throwing program. Spencer Turnbull has a set, all these things like the training and athletic staff, they're always hurt. No one comes back on time. It takes forever to get these guys back. They don't develop any players through their system. The whole thing is a mess. And and I think the solution is you part ways with however you want to send him off. You need to do do what you did with the Red Wings. Go out and go get a, a go go spend the money. And I get that the Steve Eiserman thing is it's a completely it's a complete anomaly of just the perfect setup. But like the the Lions or the Pistons of getting like real human beings that have potential that can build and establish a culture and that know what they're doing because every other team in this city, I'm confident that the people in charge have a pulse and know what they're doing and don't lie to the fans about where this team is because everyone else around the league looks at the Tigers as a joke. The Tampa Bay Rays, you can't name me five guys on that roster. They are, they're competitive every single year. 
They are. And you don't know a single – that is the definition of a team that has scouts that know what they're looking at, that know what works, and can put together a competent ball club. There is nothing in this organization worth holding on to besides Chris Fetter. That is it. That is the only human being in this organization that has shown any type of tangible pulse – progress, anything. Everyone else, in my opinion, should be gone. How Scott Coolbaugh has a fucking job right now is a disgrace. That man is an idiot. He hasn't done... he. What? Name me one guy that has gotten better at hitting this year under his tutelage. Victor Reyes has had a good year hitting. Who? Everyone else has regressed. There's not a single player that can hit on this team besides the only guy who hasn't been hitting well as of late to, to wrap it up is Miguel Cabrera. And the fact that he has to bat fourth on your team every single day to, to get more than 10 fans in the ballpark is, is a disservice to him. He physically – he and, and I've been saying it for years – He's got nothing in his knees. It's all arms. He's so good that he can spray the ball everywhere. He's even hitting a couple home runs for you this year. I think he still leads the team in RBIs with 36 or whatever, which is absolutely pathetic. But but in in all the shit that, that even I would give Miggy for when he started to decline and the contract's bad and you're paying him so much money, look – if if this is it for Miguel Cabrera, guys, like I I it would I, I'm gonna appreciate every last at bat this guy has. I just texted my buddies for however many home games these guys have left. We got to get to the ballpark and go see him because he he does not look good, and and the fact that he says he doesn't feel good is worrisome. And that's where I also like. Can someone sit down with the guy and go, look, what do you want to do, Miggy? Because if he wants to try to come back and play next year and he thinks it's right for him to shut him down, down. yeah, like, shut him down. And not that we're trying to preserve Miggy as some like fossil and some charity act of let's just trot him out there and, and, and so fans can clap for him and watch him next year. But but he does deserve it. And, you know, again, where I look at A.J. Hinch, like, dude, he he physically is unfit to play. Why why is it that we have to listen to A.J. Hinch tell me how much Miggy loves baseball and he wants to be out there and he wants to play? But when Miggy gets a chance to talk to the media, he's like, yeah, I feel absolutely horrendous. So can you sit him for a week or two weeks and let the guy rest? And then maybe he can make the decision. You know what, fans? I'm done. Come out to see me because I can't do it after this year. Or maybe you let the guy have some time off and he wants to give it a try next year. But please, it just, the whole thing is a mess. I have no, I am, this is my, this is where I'm at. I am apathetic. I am apathetic towards this team. I have no trust in the GM or in the head coach that this will get better next year. I applaud the both of you for being more optimistic about it than I am, but you still have, you have Jonathan Scope on this team next year. Huh? You have trust in Illich? I know he signed your I, check. I, 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 I do. I, I, I just, I think you that do. He, I, I have trust in him because I think he comes from a family where his dad wanted nothing more than to see he's this Tigers team win. I know he's not, but his dad wanted to watch the Tigers win and the Red Wings win. I and, guess and what? Chris I, Illich, I, I, the thing about Illich, I, 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 the one thing about the Tigers, he went out and spent money this year. Well, well, you can give him credit. I still think the E-Ride signing will be fine. I think E-Ride's a good pitcher. I think he got off track. Whatever. Well, is he playing baseball anymore or what? I, Rabs. He's targering I a late August that. return. I, I understand that. 
Just the bias signing. I don't think anyone liked that in the moment. Anyone who watched baseball, we were excited about it, but we knew who he is. He is who he is. He's a flashy player. He makes a lot of awesome plays. Makes a lot of terrible plays. He's an up and down guy. Um, I give him credit for like shelling out some money. They spent, I think, the third most money in free agency this year. But it wasn't smart money. But Chris is not the one signing the players. I understand that, Rabs. So that's where and I he's think. He's also I... the guy who was not willing to give $300 million to Carlos Correa. Mike Illich used to hand out nothing. a blank check. Mike Illich used to give Dave Dombrowski a blank no, check. No, the thing say, about it is we're paying fucking nobody. We're paying nobody. We're paying Miguel Cabrera $40 million at 35 whatever the fuck he's making, for one more year. And we could have paid Correa. We could have front-loaded it. We could have back-loaded it. We could have done that. And I guess, guess what? Correa hasn't been awesome in Minnesota. He's still a winning player. Yeah, that, that's still a culture change. It was more like, hey, let's try and get by with that. Or don't pay Verlander, who's going to win the fucking Cy Young. We couldn't dole out any money for him. We couldn't take a chance on arguably the best pitcher in your organization's history. We didn't do any of that. We try to do it like Nick that and let's try and be smarter than everyone else because we don't want to open up the checkbook. Guess what? We could have paid for a lander. People were like, oh, we got 25 million. We have that. Why do we not have that? We're paying no one. We I don't, really I, don't are. I don't think that's and I again well, we just spent the third most money and, and in free agency. About but... That pisses me off the most. The district of Detroit is like the biggest fucking crock of shit. That's ever <laughs> happened in the city of Detroit, and they don't get enough shit about it. It's they just, so hey, I was just, it's... I was just at the all company meeting, and they un- unveiled the plans for the next couple of years. So it's, <laughs> if they cool, can get yeah. it done, if they can cool, get it I done, it's, yeah, gonna, it's like great. The shopping mall that was supposed to be an LCA. Yeah, Rabs is like Rabs is fucking Darth Vader and Grand Moff Tarkin talking about the Death Star plans. And here, here's I like villages. Gonna... I'm the biggest Little Caesars guy in the world, <laughs> so, dude. It's up to five eighty five now. Saying. It's five eighty five now for a five dollar pizza. It's fine. I'll pay ten bucks for a fucking yeah. Whatever. Pizza. Look, 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 look. I get what you're saying. I, I still, I don't think that that the money always translates to winning baseball. The I understand that of, too, Labs. But you're I'm you're saying- you're right. You guys are right. Yes, I know. And they're finally spent money this year. I just think it comes down to the fact that Chris Illich is the owner. He wrote he writes the checks for Alavila and all these coaches and the and the staff. It comes but down to Avila. Point. He's empowering Avila. Right. So if he doesn't get rid of him after this year, I agree. We're we're pissed. We're upset. I'm picketing in front of the big tiger statue by gate A, B, whatever. I agree. At the present moment, I'm just telling you, we all came into this year sold up the river that they would be competitive this year. We were all fooled and we are seeing it. This is not smoke and mirrors. This is is not an anomaly of a year because the pitching staff is banged up. This is what this team is. You are seeing it all. This is what they have and the lack of what they have in the farm system. So give me a break with the Chris Illich thing. It's been X amount of months since we all were in our pants about how good the team was going to be this year. So yes, at the end of this season, if Alavila is still here going into next year, then we can talk about the ownership being, being apathetic towards this team. I just think the thing about it, Rabs, 
it is you hear whispers from wherever, and I think what's it called? Mike Illich, awesome owner. He gave his GMs the power to do whatever they want. I'm not saying Illich like Illiches have always been great to the Red Wings. They've handled that organization world class. I'm not saying they're bad people or whatever. Even though I think it's scummy what they did with the District of Detroit, which is pretty obvious, they did not want to follow through what they said they were going to do. But I, I, I just factually don't think they're that interested in the Tigers, and I factually think it's like, hey, maybe we just run the wings, or something like that. I, 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 and I know the property's worth so much. I just, I'm, I'm over it. I, I'm, I'm just over this whole team. I'm apathetic too, and. Illich, Avila, Hinch, whatever, it sucks. I just don't – I don't know who else to blame. But, I, I mean, when everything is so fucked up as an organizational thing, you kind of got to blame the head of Hancho every once in a while. And I get Avila on the player operation side is like this. But at the same time, they haven't developed the player when Dabrowski was here. Whatever they're doing Very with true. the scouting system is fucked. They got to figure yes. it out. You're very correct. And when you stepped away for a second, I was telling Trent the whole thing. Someone needs to come in here and have to get the keys of the castle. And if I would, dude, I would pay some of Theo Epstein's salary if he came here and go, Theo, whatever you got to do, make it work. Here's your money. Here's scouts. Yes, correct. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely correct. It is a, it is an organizational wide issue that has been around for many, many years. And with that being said, I don't, I'm done talking about it. I am completely apathetic towards this team. As long as Al Avila is here, I don't, I, I have, you, you cannot sell me. And I, you just have to pray. You have to pray that your starting pitching, your young starting pitching can get healthy and stay healthy. You have to pray that Jake Rogers comes back and shows you something. You have to pray that Daz Cameron shows you something over the next year. Well, Riley I, Green and Spencer Torkelson continue well, to improve and the bullpen it, stays good. I, I think their only saving grace is if Green and Torque are become stars. Yeah, that's it, man. And I just again, you look and, at those... and the pitching. Just I, I I will say this: I think the pitching is going to be pretty decent. Like I like what I've seen with their young guys. It's good enough, dude. It's been it's been yeah, good yeah. enough. It's been yeah, good I, enough. I, I think the pitching is going to be fine. But if Torkelson and Green are not special, at least one of them. They're not going to be good. They don't have any impact bats. And they don't have any assets at that point either. No. They, they don't. So, yeah, we're, that's, that's just – it's where we're at, man. And if it if it doesn't come to fruition, it's going to be a – it's you might be in for a long ride until you see this team get good. But that's just – it's just where you're at, man. I don't know what to tell you. I, I – and, and, you know, Justin Verlander goes out today and throws six scoreless innings. His ERA is one seven three. He's going to win the Cy Young again this year. And, and what do we have to show for? We have, we have, we don't have, we've nothing. You wouldn't Brandon know. Perez has another blister on his finger. You, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know. And that's what it all comes down to for me. So I'm done beating the dead horse. Um, I, I have waved the white flag. I am apathetic towards this team. If, if they get rid of Alavila and want to get serious about winning baseball here, then, then, then we can talk. But without, with that being said, I'm out on it. Trent, do you have a trifecta for us that you want to roll with us today? And then we can end up. I feel like we haven't done one in a while, but this has been a, a yeah, no, I, I've got one pressing show and, and yeah, I've got one. We can make it quick since, yeah, we've Save been us. going for quite a while. We are approaching, we're burning the midnight oil officially. It's the 5th of August now. Midnight special. It's uh, the release date of this episode. Yay. 
I okay, nice. so I actually I th- I did some deep thinking about mm. this segment, mm. and I have a pop culture question, I have a sports question, and I have a lifestyle question. Awesome. This is becoming more and more like a game show. So, uh, question number one: uh, There's a new Predator movie coming out. I want to know who, if either one of you has seen the original with Arnold Schwarzenegger, because Collins, yes. I feel like. I feel like you like that kind of thing, Collins. Am I wrong? If Carl Weathers is in it, I'm watching it. <laughs> yes, Apollo Creed. I, lo- I love movies like that. I love Arnold. I do too. So I am this this movie apparently is like Prey, 90, right? it's, it, Yeah, it's called Prey. It's like 92% on rot right now. It releases tomorrow. Like or today, I guess people listen to this Friday. So Rabs, have you seen Predator at all? No. Um, I have not seen Predator, no. Um, so I don't really have a comment on the Prey movie. I did see Trent. Did you see Thor, the new Thor? No, no I, I'm I'm done with Marvel. I'm out. Like after Endgame, I told myself that's all I need. I don't need to, you know. Really? I respect that, on. but what's it called? Rabs, no spoilers. I've been trying to go see Thor for the last week and a half. Can't get anyone to see. It. I might go solo tomorrow. Dude, I I went to see. I actually saw the Batman by myself for a Was second. It nice. Go. I want it's great, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I, I think I'm gonna go this weekend by myself, but just do I, it we'll and talk we can about talk about it next week. week. I, right. We also top gun, right? Yep. God fucking it was great. Crew's still throwing 95 on the black. <laughs> that, that was a great movie. I saw oh. um I saw Infinity War by myself, like the second day it came out. I didn't have like really I was a senior. Pumping, like with the guys next to you. No, dude, that's the one where that's the depressing one at the end. Buddy, when Thor comes into Wakanda, you were great all time. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I thought you meant at the end. Oh, speaking of that, did we see the new Black Panther trailer? Oh, I'm not kidding. I'm going to be there opening night. Trent, you're done, really? Like, no, unfortunately, gonna... yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm more well, of a star. I want you, but you have they, to they're see... saying that movie's going to be the highest box office movie of all time. Trent, why would you not finish off like like the Black Pant, like the original series? You know, Dude, like, because that's... there's so much I I have missed. Like like you apparently not, you have you to miss that much. Yeah, but apparently, dude, you got to watch WandaVision. You got to watch Loki. WandaVision you gotta... was good. I I know I'm I'm not doubting that. I, I just like Vision. I knew that when this can of worms opened with with Disney Plus that they were gonna do the Marvel thing and they were gonna do a ton of Star Wars shit and I picked the Star Wars side. That's kind of what I'm doing. That's fair. I, it's not that I don't like Marvel. Either. I'm just not gonna know what's going on like moon night mediocre trent so okay okay all right, no, all right i mean right, like it's fair. like if you like this stuff you'll like it but if it, you really look at it it's really like the, the disney plus stuff is not great i'm mean, excited for avatar can't wait for avatar 2 i have right, no right. opinion i've never seen the first one that's a shame that's all right awesome. well i actually i don't think i have either to be honest with you um all right awesome. question number two what was the last detroit sports jersey that you bought I don't know, but I'm thinking about buying a Pistons teal one. Oh my god, I hate the teal. I I hate it too. Do we? I, do we I despise the it? teal, and I hate that everyone acts like it's the coolest let's, thing. Let's ever. talk about the teal. Let's talk no. about the teal. We didn't talk about it. it, it Trent, Trent, the teal as a jersey, like as a fashion statement, is legit cool. I will say that. Like sure, it, I the logo on the. The logo yeah, it's the, the logo music. for it's the logo for me. That's, the logo is incredible. It's like yeah. one of the best. NBA they should go back to ever. it. No, it's and that's awesome. fair. And then when the 04 Pistons won it, they still used it. They just had blue and red. I think that'd be a viable option. No, I just don't. I do. I, I do not I, like I, the. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Go ahead. We're on the same page here. <laughs> I, I, we're on the same. It bugged me. First of all, it's not the best Pistons throwback. The shot, the lightning bolt one. Is yes, thank the, you. The set mid seventies one is the sickest jersey I think I've ever seen. Dude, I think the okay. bad boys jerseys are. Can we get those? No, no, those, those should be the home and aways. Those should be the home and aways. Okay, I, I, there you go. I agree. That's the most iconic. Yeah, team in no. like maybe the city's history. So like, I, I also understand like the Pistons jerseys now. People like don't like the not, I like the, I think the Pistons have great jerseys. They're sharp. They're sharp. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, um, but anyways, anyways. Teal. First of all, the red alternate that they wore was better than the teals. That's the what white I think was too. Better than the teals too. So it was, and nobody liked the teals when it happened. It's such right. a revisionist history thing. Like, no, no, no. It's dad, not revisionist history because everyone over thirty hates them. It's all the young kids who are just like teal, and it, it, they're driving. They're yeah, the ones I driving guess. the bus. I, on what, this. The high beasts. I think my dad, my parents just. I I'm from my home is technically in Auburn Hills and my dad, when they first moved here, he's like, Oh, I'm going to get like a 20 game package to the Pistons. It's like, it's like four minutes away from our house. And it was like Leitner Pistons. And it was just like, yeah, it was a teal era. No one cared. No, <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, no, there, there's that. Look back at it, they were better than I remembered. Well, okay. So that's, that's a valid reason to not like it. That's why most people don't like it. I just don't like it at all. I think like if the, if the Pistons want to set, dude, the, the logo is cool, but like, I just think in general, it's ugly. I'm not saying teal is ugly. I, I'm just, I think maybe what the Pistons should have done Collins was maybe do one of those red alternates from last year and work in a little more teal or something like that. Well, I and think the red, that way teal is the red, the red with the teal and black is all time bad. You know those well, ones, like the alternate. I thought I think the one, the ones they wore this year. No, are you talking no. about the teal era red ones? Yes, those are the better than the teal ones. Oh boy, mm. we are not. Look, we are not going to agree on any of this. So here's well, my opinion. Those are sick. The I, whatever we can disagree. Dude, it's I like think borderline those, brown. Like no, it's the like worst. Not, the gray jerseys the Pistons have had the last two years are the worst jerseys they've ever had. So that's fair. Here's ever. my opinion. It's, not even remotely close. This is how I'm fixing the jerseys. Ready? Red Wings. They don't need to be fixed. They have good jerseys. Red Wings stay put. Tigers stay put. But you do what you mix in the Lou Whitaker era gray throwback. You know what I'm talking about? With like the with the stripes on the arms. Yes, I love yeah. that you picked Lou Whitaker as the guy for no. that example. Yep. That yes. era, that's your alternate. No. Lions, you go back to Barry 100%. End of story. I agree. Pistons, you wear the home and away. You go right back to the like the swoop collar, like Bad Boys era, blue and white. You throw in your alternates are your shock one. You throw in a red one, like the going to work Pistons red one, and then you go with the teal. I like I'm fine with the teal making an appearance every oh, now yeah, and then. I'm fine with because that because the logo's great. It's the best logo yeah. that they in sports potentially. And they should go, say like this. the DP is stupid that they use. They're like the no, it's letters. terrible. It's a terrible logo. They cut Awful. that. They cut it. It's done. Terrible. Well, what's it called? I like the three one three loader that they use. Um, they I, they finally got rid of the gray. I think they're just making the red jerseys from last year permanent, which I'm fine with. Yeah, Those no, I liked year. the red ones from last yeah. year. They, they got a little teal on the. They Didn't got a care little for bit. it. Don't like it. By the way, Tigers alternate. I've always thought this. Use the away stripped and just make like a blue. Like a home alternate that's blue, like a kind of like their spring training jersey. Yeah, I would be down the with white. That. White Detroit stripped. I think that would look sharp. I'd be down for that. 
That's the kind anyway. of thing you gotta you gotta DM these like social media like jersey <laughs> swap guys and ask them to mock one up for you. Okay, Let's answer Trent's question. What's everyone's oh, yeah, most yeah, recent yeah. Detroit jersey? Mine was Marvin uh, Jones. Marvin Jones Jr. That's all. <laughs> trying to think. Fuck. I think mine I is my Stafford my Stafford jersey that I bought from China. I think, or the or my JD Martinez that I bought from China that I that arrived at my door twenty four hours before he got traded. Really? So you haven't yeah. you haven't? Okay. Dude, that's the Out thing. That is, I've been out. I've been in college. baseball jerseys do not turn out well from China. Uh, I've actually had some success. The worst jersey I've gotten from China is a Steve Eiserman Team Canada one. Where it's got the leaf with the hockey player on the front, but they Canada jersey. Yeah, but it's a it's a field hockey player instead of a hockey uh, ice hockey player. It's really bad. Here, I got I got the I got the right Bauer here. One of my one of Brock's buddies, Austin. Shout out Tino. He got a TJ Hawkinson jersey, and the name says Henderson on the back. That's awesome. That's, that's bad. I, like that, I that's look, like that's that's like legitimately awful. When you're in college, you don't have the money to go out and buy because I'm a guy that's like, if I'm gonna buy a jersey, I want the like. It needs like if I'm buying a baseball jersey, it needs to have like Nike swoosh MLB logo on the back. Like I have a majestic Tigers jersey, Maggie jersey, no MLB logo on the back collar. I hate it. Like it's not the real thing to me. So you don't have the money for that in college. So I'll just buy it. My Detroit jerseys came from DH Gate. That's it. So I haven't bought Did a the jersey. JD one coming good. Huh? Did the Which JD one? one coming good? It's great. Yeah, it looks really good. It's awesome. Oh, nice. Uh Collins, you got an answer? Is it like Ernie Sims or something like that? No, um, Smith. last jersey because we did a senior college, we did a jersey swap, and I got that Kevin Jones black jersey. Oh, that jersey's sick, but I yeah, did Kevin not Jones buy that. The last Smith's Detroit size. sports team jersey I bought is a Contavious Caldwell Pope Detroit Pistons jersey. That's <laughs> terrible. When, when did you buy it? I think that was a June, it was the year they went to the playoffs. Okay, so Rodney. The year, the year he dunked on LeBron in the yes, I, I was the biggest KCP guy in the world because draft night I wanted them to pick him because I was so salty that I didn't want Trey Burke. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, like, yeah, I was just I was a salty kid, so I was like, let's pick KCP, even though I knew nothing about him. Yeah, that was kind of me with Jaden Ivey and uh, Benedict Matherin, but neither here nor there. Okay, okay, final <sighs> question to round us out, and this is just inspired by recent life moves i want to hear what you guys would pick if you could work in one city at this age like and not have to support a family just like at this age just go to a city and work for like two three years which one would you nashville pick? seriously yeah, probably, i mean probably, I'm not, I'm not, i mean i'm fine with it i'm of course i mean that's my pick but I, just, I like i like chicago i know there's like the crime and whatnot but i something about chicago is appealing to me yeah chicago Rams, what about phoenix probably. what about phoenix I do. I can't do the heat. I, I, okay. I, I, even like the summer here now, if you're not up North during the summer in Michigan, it's just, it's miserable. Like I just get me out of here. I, I really, the humidity not that hot relax, dude, it, Colin, did you go, you played golf today out, dude. It was so, yeah, I, was I loved it. I love the heat, wet. dude. I was soaking wet when I came home today. Yeah. I'm not well, the I, hey, my, sweater, my, so. My big sleeper is Miami. I think Miami would be absolutely. I would awesome. get no work done in Miami. I'd probably yeah, be on the watch going on. I, if I'm trying to think, I mean, my brother lived down in Houston for a little bit. I really like that city. Um, Nashville's really cool. I think that'd be a cool place, but that's also like a lot. Um, I don't know. I living in like Detroit would honestly be pretty cool if you found the right spot. I mean, any big city. 
Yeah, like you mean like the District flaws. Detroit. You can just live in the District Detroit, and then you can walk everywhere. Yeah, I live in the District Detroit. I'll live in one of the abandoned buildings that they said they're going <laughs> to actually renovate. It's coming. Know? It's coming. Yeah, I, no, I'll live in the seven parking garages that they've built. I'm going to start calling Rabs Admiral Rabinowitz uh, like he's in the Galactic Empire. and yeah. It's coming. He's got the plans for the desktop. I hope it is, Rabs. I hope it is. But it is That concludes the trifecta. Thank you for coming. All right, rock and roll. What an episode. It was good to be back. Um, we'll wrap this up because we've been going a while. Um, but that's all for today's episode of the Motown Rundown. For Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins, I am Ryan Rabinowitz. Uh, you can follow us on social media at Motown underscore Rundown on Twitter. We are also on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Do not miss a single episode of the show. For now, we are exclusively on Spotify. Um, you can follow us, subscribe, whatever. Give us five stars. Say something nice about us. We appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. We love you all very much. We'll see you guys next week.